tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> You can jam all day, guys. What is up? Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show. This is episode 16. It's good to be kink. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. We are your Fab Four. Starting with me, Emil Ennis Jr., and joined with... Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. All right, guys. So, overall, what do you think about the episode and, I guess, the direction of the season so far? Well, um... I was bored stiff until Huck killed Lena Denham. <laughs> I'm trying. Listen, I listen. I keep my wow. answer to the streets. I, I'm aware of what the comments are. I'm really trying. I really am trying, but something is. Did, did somebody's dog die? Just what? Something's missing, and I'm. I'm trying. So. Bear with me, I'm trying. But in good news, um, I was um, I I was on the somewhat of the scandal set today, so I got to see some stuff. So wait, 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 pause, pause, I mean, bam, pause, just, bam. How you gonna drop the knowledge on camera and not tell us this before the show? I forgot. I was rushing. You to get forgot? Here. I was forget. no, I did forget. I was trying to get here for the Empire. I was long day today. I'm sorry. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But still, no. So tell us. Yes, what since happened? we're just hearing now for the first time. I just I saw like I just saw some props um, and some stuff that you know that was um, like on the lots and um, and I saw like a um, there's like a clothes rack. Bam, don't try to uh, play it down. Like, oh, I saw a director's chair in the, in the golf cart. No, you probably really saw something you're not telling him. He totally is. He doesn't want Charlie yeah. to come for him. No, really. Oh, you can you can feel it. Like, he, you can tell he literally wants to tell us any everything, but he's like, Sean Rhines might be able to try to find me, and he won't be here next week. Mm-mm. I cannot. Will you tell us off camera what you really saw? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're going to get the scoop, but we can't tell y'all. <laughs> So we started this episode. What did you guys think about the whole drama regarding this scandal with the book? And I just, I was trying to find out. I told Cornelia to look it up. Does anybody know what the damn dustbuster means? I tried to look it up. I looked for an an urban dictionary. There wasn't anything super graphic that would make me be like, like if you like look up the the word we talked about offline. When you said that you can find it, I had just assumed that that was something that he maybe nicknamed nicknamed himself. They, um, um, he nicknamed himself because all of the um, all of the 
political guys all had something that I guess catered to them like David Rosen was a doctor but see I feel like David was the only one where it wasn't the doctor wasn't about what he was actually doing it was just the initials but everyone like uh, butter butter whatever double stuffer mm-hmm. like all that other stuff it was related to an actual sex act I, I mean I, I'm gonna assume maybe like I'm sorry I'm gonna no, assume go the maid like you know dust buster and he that's what I was thinking busted, you know some tickling yeah. and tickling before he, bu- before oh, he busts oh we about to get yeah. <laughs> I tried to look it up, and then there was nothing like super graphic that would make me be like. Eh. So, I but just if you if you know up. if you're in the chat room either now or if you're watching at a later time on YouTube or iTunes, um, and you would like to educate us in a PG thirteen kind of a way on what it means, we'd uh, be greatly appreciated because I, I got nothing, and if I did, I don't want to out myself. Oh, okay, all right. So we don't know what Dustbuster is, but like Sophia said, let us know. There's 17 other men in this book, and they're all somewhat related to the political field. Abby takes this to Olivia and says, basically, if this book comes out, it's going to not only ruin Leo, it's going to ruin me because I'm connected to him. Then Liv automatically goes to meet Sue, and we see Sue is played by Lena Dunham. Um, and we all kind of had the same reaction when she kind of went in on her immediately, I want to hear your thoughts on the way she approached the situation, what what she did, and what we think she should have done. She and one of you guys said it while we were watching. She played her whole hand, but it seems like Olivia. You know how some people just always try to be just too assertive and just too hardcore with it. Like you're gonna do this, and when I say this, you're gonna do that because I get it done. Like Olivia. Why couldn't you just talk to the girl over a, a cup of gel at Starbucks or coffee beanery? You couldn't really come to her differently and be like, listen, got one of the book. Yeah, you know, it's what you want to do, but this is what's going to happen. So what do you need? What do you want to silence this book or to get some type of vindication? But this whole her storming in and being like, I'm going to take care of it. I, it just, she just needs to relax. I'm going to defend a lip and say because of what she's gone through in the past couple of months, six, eight months, and then the fact prior to that whole mission, you know, she left and she went off on this this deserted island with with uh the, with Jake. Sure. So she's rusty and the passion for her being the fixer is gone. And so because she is just came through this this traumatic episode, I feel like what the writers are doing is She's she's halfway, um, you know, half full. So it's like she's mm. she's kind of in, but she's kind of out. And so that's why we're not seeing the Olivia Pope is because there's a part of her where it's just not in her anymore. She's tired, you know. She just wants to go home, hold the gun by her side, eat popcorn, wine, and she just wants to not think about anything. But I don't know, mm. not jam, but just I don't know. It's just elbow or something. I don't know. Okay. I get that. So, in a way, you're saying like she went so hard she just wants to be done with it that quick. Yeah. I think for me, um, my issue was it goes back to what she was saying in the scene with Abby earlier. What makes you think like this tabloid book is going to make it or whatever? But the fact that she went to uh, Sue's place and she literally went in talking about what she would do if this came out, that showed Sue the power of the book. And it gave it validation, like, oh, shit. Like, by you coming and telling me all this and coming at me in this way, that means now, oh, so I really have a chance of getting this published. So I think that's where she really messed up. Um, 
But then let's go fast forward to when Liv brings all the people after they figure out who everybody is. She brings them all to the office, and she once again tries to put on this act as Olivia, which she's out of her element right now, I feel. But she puts on this act, and they're trying to navigate in this huge room what they're going to do, and she's saying, I want each of you to pay $175,000. Who cares? So what? Who cares? Like, they had sex with this girl. Who fucking cares? And I'm kind of on this... I, I want to hear a different opinion, because I'm kind of on the same um, wavelength as Bam. And Even and, though they're in politics, yeah. it kind of goes back to what David was saying. Even though they're in politics... It was consensual. There were- Same script, different cast as Whitney Houston and Deborah Cox song back on 1987, her greatest hit. Same that script, different cast. So what? I felt this is, this is, I can't remember exactly, but we've seen an episode like this where. In scandal with the madam. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. the madam. And then the episode when they were all had the guns the at each other. Spy. Uh, spies yeah. like us. Come on, give me something. Give me something he's else. Nice. I know he's, he's, he's yeah, beyond right. right. That's why I noticed I'm silent. Yeah. Right? yeah. Just ditto. But. If you take, yeah, well, they did it before, and yeah, they caught him into the room, but there's strength in numbers, and if they wouldn't have done it, they wouldn't have got, they would have got put on blast. Look at Anthony Weiner; he sent his pen to everybody, and he had to resign. So, you, just pay the check. If you don't got it, I don't know what to tell you. You should, they just, you got to know who you're sleeping with. When you get to that level in your career. Whether you're in politics, entertainment, somewhere where people know you and you are familiar, you got to know who you're sleeping with. Yes, she seemed like she was just like a regular girl and she just liked to have a good time and kinky sex. True. But at that level, if you mess around and sleep with the wrong person, that's on you. So whatever happens, you got to take it because you can't just be out here all willy nilly. When I get popping. I'm not just going to be sleeping with just random people because you can't do that. You got to protect. You got to protect what you have. You can still do your thing, but you got to protect it and you got to be strategic about it. But see, the problem with the problem with that (laughs) is. um, Hold on just a second. There's just you've made it seem as if you're doing it now, but when you become famous, you're going to stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I ain't doing nothing now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just this, why do y'all think I'd be so thirsty with every dude but that just, I see? I'm just saying, it just, it, it, sound, it seemed that way. Just, but no, I know that's but I, no, 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 I don't have nothing going on. But what, but going back to, to what I was saying is that, you know, there's something, there's something about, uh, there's something about man's ego. We think that when we're on top, that we cannot be broken. And so we're going to cheat on the side. We're going to do what we're going to do. And no, nothing's going to happen. We don't think that we're ever going to get caught. So that's why this cycle has been going on. Politics, basketball, sport, it's been going on for over and over and over again. And what's so crazy now is in 2015, where you now have... Twitter and so forth, you know, you got chicks that's literally putting uh, these people on blast saying, look at the DM, look at the Twitter, uh, when, you know, we need to learn, we need to know, you know, we got to get our shit together. I agree, and it's funny though, but I think that they did a really good job in the casting choice, and I'm going to go like off script and then on script. Okay. Off script is, if you notice, I think that Carrie and Lena Dunham are actually friends. Yeah. They tweet each other all the time, so that's the... Backstory. The front story is, I think it was a really good casting choice because I think that whether or not, I think it's life. It's life to make judgments, right? So from the very minute that Olivia came to her door and she had, like, pigtails, we all kind of were like, 
Right, really? Yeah. So I think Olivia judged her that way. And I think the men also judge her that way. They thought here was this inconspicuous, mousy little girl mm-hmm. who happens to like kinky sex. So from a power dynamic, they would never think that she would be sophisticated enough, have a desire enough to write a book, let alone to write a book that is actually good enough to potentially go and get a publisher. So I think that Cornelia is correct in the standpoint that That's right. certain people should realize what they're doing and that they, they, they live in the public eye. But I think it's also trying to highlight a certain aspect of her, what was her real name, Sue? Yes, yeah, Suzanne. Sue's invisibility, right? That there was a certain invisibility about her that, like, she's a girl that you wouldn't notice. But yet, even just notice the dynamic with Hawk, there was something about her. Mm-hmm. There's obviously something about her that these men found alluring and attractive and sexy. And I think they were trying to play with our perceived notions of sexiness, our perceived notions of kink, and our perceived notions of... You really know what people. You really don't know what people are doing behind closed doors. That's the only thing. And if you notice, I'm kind of trying to stretch because I'm actually with Bam. That until she, yeah, I was kind of a little. But something, something, and I guess maybe because I was bored with this episode, I noticed the color, the color patterns that each of the characters are wearing. I actually, oh my god, and. Lena's uh, Lena's character when she walked into uh, OPA, she had on this she had on this blazer, but she had on this nice top. It was it was a very crisp uh, 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 blue that she had on. Abby had on this nice um, dark green suit uh, dress oh, you're that like she really had on. Going down no, no, it, it was it was really yeah. nice. And then that outfit that Carrie had on oh, yeah. in the very beginning was that everything. was a bad suit. Yeah. But anyway, the point that I'm trying to say is that although she came off as this girl with the pig, with the pigtails, she's very well kept. Yeah. She's sophisticated. She's very well kept and there was a way that she carried herself and even with the top and so forth, you know, her breasts and stuff wasn't out like that, but the way she carried herself, she kinda had a she kinda had a a, a geek swag a swag to her. So I could see why the men go for her because she has a she has a sophistication about her. But what I was not a fan of, and I actually was telling these guys during the commercial break, I wasn't a fan of how this mousy, basically, in essence, little girl read Olivia. Yeah. Like, she basically just walked, and I, and I understand what you're saying, Bam, earlier, that, that Olivia could be a little bit rusty, but she still, she still walked into Olivia's home, in essence, totally dolled up, read Olivia, told her about herself, asked for $3 million, and left. Told her she was ashamed of her, and and, and it does beg the question: like, oh yeah, so you're like you're gonna call me a whore? Like that's all you got? Exactly. Yeah. Like so you really thought I wrote a book about sleeping with men, and that I really never thought that they were gonna call me a whore? Like you're actually being condescending. She has nothing to lose right now, right? right? And not only are you being condescending, given the fact that she, from the minute you opened the door, knew who she was. She was assuming you did research on me. Mm-hmm. So you really think I'm a 26-year-old woman. And again, I don't care if you went to school, didn't go to school, went to Swarthmore, went to Harvard, didn't go to Harvard. I don't care what you do in your life. If you're a 26-year-old woman and you write any book about sex, even if it's fiction, they're going to call you a whore. Exactly. Every woman knows that. So I felt that what, what Olivia was trying to bargain with was weak. But and did, even though she had to read her, it made me upset that she was being read. Okay, I was going to say, well, if if she if if Aliv came so weak, then she deserved to be read. I agree, yeah. and that's why I'm mad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Bam, you um created the perfect segue earlier we were talking about the patterns how you were noticing the outfits and stuff. So, I want to talk about Abby's 
kind of monologue with uh, Leo in the room where she's saying, he said, this is my situation, this is my life, but he didn't realize how it directly affected Abby. I thought that was a really powerful speech, especially since, obviously, Bam and I aren't female, so we can't really identify what she's going through. But it's nice to hear a perspective for her to, to say how... Even though she's in the power position, she still has to have Leo mention an article for it to be validated. So what do you ladies feel about that speech? I thought it was good. I thought it was dope, especially coming into a season where we're about to have what I call, and I hope it isn't the case, but I feel like we're going to have a war on women now that Hillary is taking a step mm-hmm. forward. So I thought it was nice that they highlighted that, especially talking about how, like her thighs and if she doesn't wear lipstick, she let herself go, things like that. With Hillary, her hair, people always talk about her hair. They talk about her pants, her ankles. They talk about everything. Her, her shape. Her yeah. shape. Everything. Everything we do is, is always highlighted, and it's never about always about the work. It can be in certain cases when you're dealing with it, but you even hear people doing interviews talking about how they walk the red carpet, and they always ask them about their past relationships, the women, but they don't ask any of the men that. So, I'm glad they addressed it, and I'm and 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 it's very truthful. Sometimes you do got to tell your boyfriend what it is because he doesn't really know what it's like to be in your shoes and how and to work your job and to live your life. And he didn't fight it. He didn't. He wasn't like that's not the case. You know, some people dudes don't want to hear it. I appreciated it. Well said. What about you, Sophie? Um, it's funny. I think it was maybe either about a week ago or two weeks ago, and I think I even mentioned it to you guys. There was. Um, a little viral video going around and this little girl, I think she's either like four or five and I think her name is Miss Cece and basically she went to school and this little boy called her ugly and she went and she told her mom and she was like, yeah, mom, her mom was like, oh, how was your day at school? And she's like, this little boy told me I was ugly and she was like, what did you tell him? And she goes, I came to school to learn not to be pretty. And he was like, but you still ugly. And he, she goes, well, maybe you need to look. But then she goes, but maybe you need to look in the mirror. Because I know I'm smart, and that's why I go to school. And I think that resonated with me on a multitude of levels. But I think that, that everything that Camelia said is spot on. But I think it is unfair that, ironically, you're not able to lead with your intelligence. That That I think for women, the package is... Not only just as important, but arguably more important. And I have to actually bring it to politics for a split second. And this has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats. But I think it's ironic that Sarah Palin was arguably chosen to be the running mate on the Republican ticket because she was good looking and she tested well for TV audiences. Mm -hmm. People said, oh, she's hot, she's good looking, so forth and so on. While juxtapose it against Hillary Clinton, you may not like her politics, but from a perspective of her her of her acu- academic, business, and political acumen, she's beyond reproach. Right. But yet, the fact that she's not attractive always leads the conversation. I'm going to go on on the Republican so that everyone knows that I'm fair. Arguably, same thing with Condoleezza Rice. People spent too much time being concerned about her upflip. She, what does she speak? 26 languages, a concert, pianist, yep. arguably one of the smartest women in the world. Same thing, Madeleine Albright. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have all of these women who are powerhouses in terms of their intellect and what they can bring to this country, but yet, arguably, if I probably went on Google now and typed in any of their names, something to do with their aesthetics would be the first thing to come up. And, and it's upsetting. Because at the end of the day... To a certain extent, no matter what we say, our actions don't match. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Did you want to say anything about it, Ben? I was just going to say what what's bothering about the situation, and you know, 
I don't know how you guys are going to take this, but what's upsetting to me is when I see other women critiquing the hair and the outfits and the mm-hmm. so forth. <clears throat> and so it's one of those things where if the women stop, then that can help the problem because when you're on the red carpets and things, you know, oh, what are you wearing? And it, everything is always about the beauty. Superficial, yeah. Everything's superficial. When Jennifer Aniston was um, was 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 doing cake, Jennifer, she she takes off all her makeup, you know, and will she win, the, win an Oscar? So is that's all you're going to talk about? You're not going to talk about her performance? Who fucking cares that she took her, that she took her makeup off? But that was the <clears throat> that was the selling thing during Oscar season. Is Jennifer? She bears all. She takes off her makeup. I don't. I can't remember who the actress is. I, I feel like it's, it's. I'm drawing a blank somehow. I think it's one of them was um, the actress in Titanic. But there's a couple other actresses where I think that recently. And I think even Julia Roberts maybe. But there's a couple of actresses. I think in this last award season, they've actually been pushing back. Mm-hmm. And they've been saying things like, "Oh, do you ask the men that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You didn't ask me how I prepare for this role. Like I'm. I'm being nominated for an Oscar." You, and that's the you, thing. If you don't push back, if you don't let people yeah. know it's a problem, why would they stop doing exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad. Just like when Patricia Arquette made her statement at the Oscars mm-hmm. when she was talking about equal pay. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's one of those things you have to have the conversation or everybody's just going to think it's okay. Mm-hmm. But on that one, we'll talk offline because initially I was clapping, but then she said a couple things and I was like, oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, so no, boo-boo. offline, so I just need to on, on the record say yes and no. I yes. want to hear that for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. So before we get to what happened to Sue, just really quick. Did you guys notice how quickly Cyrus shut Abby down, like dismissed her when he was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's okay, you know, uh, we've had him fired, we had one die, one got shot in the chest, like, he's like, so this is nothing, thank you. Yeah, because people have taken bullets to the chest, and you, and Cyrus, Cyrus don't care, he doesn't (laughs) care. But, ironically, Cyrus doesn't remember that he was going to resign because of the prostitute scandal. So, yes, Cyrus, You're yeah, right. you can be, you know, insensitive and Cyrus is maybe she ain't took the bullets, yeah. but Cyrus was, no, but you remember Cyrus what happened. You're marrying the prostitute You're guy. You're right. Cyrus is the king of throwing rocks and hiding his hands. But did he throw rocks? Or was he just non-caring? This is actually the first time actually he didn't throw a rock. Well, no, no, he was non-caring, but... If he had, if if he needed to, he would have. But yeah. it was such an easy shut case. Like, <laughs> someone who cares, goodbye, get him off office. <laughs> Just let but, me know when you need me to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, so, Sue. Sue, Huck, and um, Quinn go to Sue's place. They walk inside, and one of the people in the scandal was in there with a knife. They go in there with the gun. And this is one of the... I, I think this moment honestly had me more shocked than any moment so far this season, which I don't know if that's a good thing. But mm-hmm. when it happened, I had an... <laughs> not gonna say it. I had a reaction that was similar to when I watched another show. Like It was just like, oh my God, because mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting... We just slit the throat because it was one of those things where you thought, okay, they saved her. Like Quinn just gave her a hug. And then all of a sudden, you're just going to slit her throat. But And we're going to break Huck down in a second. His reaction, though, was so sad to see because he's saying, I did it for my family. Like, I need to get home. And you know when Huck goes into that um, that rocking state? He's yeah. taking his, yeah. his, the, the, the knife and he's banging against his thigh. Yeah. You know something that they do a really, really good job at, though? There's a certain pace in this show 
that they do on purpose. And I feel like because they were in the chaos of Quinn yelling at him saying, oh my god, you let him go. I can't believe you let him go. Yeah. Why did you let him go? Whatever. That your 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 brain is distracted, distract, right? Yeah. So you went from Quinn hugging her to, to Quinn realizing, oh my god, you let him go. Him saying, no, it's a good thing. I, I can't remember what Huck said. And in that middle of the melee, it's almost as if everything stopped. Mm-hmm. And they froze the scene right for a second, mm-hmm. and you just—it's like you saw it. It's—it was a weird slow motion while at in real time at the same time. I felt it was a little too graphic for nine o'clock. Ma'am, what? And, and you know what's funny about it? You know why I don't think it was too graphic? And again, we we literally just watched it twenty minutes ago, so maybe this isn't the case. I actually don't think we saw what we think we saw. They set up the scene so much that. We we imagined it. Does that make sense? Like I guarantee you, when we watch it, other than when she's actually lying down, the actual all we saw was the motion. Because they, they flipped the camera, we saw behind. Where thank it was you. Ending but there. they set it up so properly. Your your brain filled in the rest. But I, and I could be wrong. So please let us know. You know, hashtag ABTV scandal. Whether or not they actually showed her actually getting her throat sliced, or whether or not it was the motion. And because I think they did such a great job of setting up the scene, our brain filled in the rest. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was traumatic. Yeah. Because no matter how much you want to call him a monster or want to call him all these other things, you start to realize how much more can one man take. Mm-hmm. Like he has beyond gone past the point of no return. Here you have him asking David for immunity, and to me, seriously, David, David needs to be done. Yeah. Because how are you gonna deny this man immunity or even bring it up like we have a plan? Do you not know what I've done for you? Do you not know what I've done for this country? Like, have you not read the folders? If I say I want immunity, you say, okay, cool, here, sign here. What part of that do you not understand? So I feel like here you have him begging for immunity, begging to go home. He literally sees his entire life that he was in the hole for, measuring and writing letters to a wife and a child that he was never going to see again. And here's just this person right here. And in his in his effed up mind what he did was logical and it was efficient. It was the most efficient way and the most logical way to solve the problem. Everything he said was true though. Very Which true. going back yeah. to what even <laughs> Quinn said our client was Abby. Mm-hmm. I loved when she did that. I loved when she did that because Liv was so focused on the wrong thing and I just like when there's those moments in the show. You know sometimes we're talking and someone would do a point like when uh, Cornelia read Liv and Fitz for Filth one night and we had nothing to say. It's like, I love I'm a shut. true believer <laughs> that how you meet them is how you meet them. <laughs> like, it's, it, it was one of those moments where Liv had nothing to say. He started, she's like, at first she's like... She did her Hulk Hogan face. Yeah. But you know what the problem is? And I keep saying this, and I, and I, and maybe it's maybe it's not happening at the speed that I want and maybe it's happening. Mm-hmm. Olivia, to me, seems like she's not evolving. And the reason I say that is, isn't this Amanda Tanner all over again? That's exactly what I You run in, and you try to read this girl, and it doesn't work, and all of a sudden you realize she's a real girl with real feelings and real emotions, and you go, oh my god, somebody wronged her. I need to help her and bring her into my fold. And now, she's dead. It's it's the same it's the same thing. Yeah. It's it's the same cycle we keep going through. Where again, who was your client? Then remember your client was the White House. Then all of a sudden you fire the White House and you and you hire Amanda Tanner. Your client is Abby, all of a sudden your client is Sue. 
<laughs> You're spot on. You're spot on. I think that's because she has this whole white hat thing. Because even when they were going over the case, she said to either Huck or uh, Quinn, remember, we're the white hat. Throw the hat in the trash. Throw the hat in the trash. I'm so over it. And then they showed the white hat. Why was she mad? It did not look white. It, it looked more beige yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. But why was she so upset with Quinn initially when she saw that she took the book manuscript from the crime scene? Because Hulk Hogan is always upset. I don't know. She was up- it seems like she was upset because she she wanted at that moment to get justice for Sue. And she knew that by taking the manuscript, it was tampering with evidence and it was going to base, it was going to erase what happened and it was going to somehow mean there won't be justice for Sue. And that's when Quinn had to remind her, no, it was about Abby. If you don't want this to blow back on Abby, then shut your mouth. And then she shut up. Also, not even that, if you don't want to blow back on you. Exactly. Like, again, like, you train these people. They're doing exactly what you train them to do. You brought 16 individuals from this book into your office, and you basically tried to get them to go along with blackmail. After that did not work, 16 individuals, you don't think nobody told nobody? Exactly. That now that she's dead, you want the book lying around? But again, and I'm sorry for being so dismissive, because this is the only space where I can basically be like, okay, she's suffering from PTSD, so forth and so on. However, the only reason I feel like that's not valid is, this is how she is. This is how she was before she 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 got kidnapped. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It would be different if we were seeing Liv do things that she had never done before. And that we'll talk about the final two scenes, mm-hmm. but... This is textbook. This is textbook Olivia. And again, going back, um, sorry, um, my brain's a little scattered today. Going back to when Sue read her, Olivia has given up her power because she has a secret. And literally, so for instance, the fact that she has slept with the president. I was about to say, which secret? The fact, well, well, sure, true. Sure. But really, it's that secret. Mm-hmm. It's that secret. And it's true. And that's why Sue had to read her, especially as it related to her sexuality. Because basically what Sue was trying to say is almost similar to what you said. If, in fact, and we're not only putting it on women, but for this analysis, it will make sense. If women took the ownership of no longer judging women by their looks when looks were not pertinent to the situation, it is similar to the fact that if I fully own that I am a grown woman and can have sex with whomever I want and therefore broadcast it or don't broadcast it, then no one can use that against me. Right? So that's why arguably you have seen certain women I'm trying to think of a really good example of one. Oh, I'm, this is a good one and I'm gonna people are gonna come for me. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Or the whole Kardashian clan in general. Because no seriously, because at the end of the day, their sexuality or her sexual sexual whatever, having a video that's out, what can anyone say? You made a video. We've all seen the video. It's no longer a secret, so it's nothing that can be used against her. And so notice why now she's actually flaunting her sexuality on another level because that's how people see her. Mm -hmm. It's nothing that can be used against you. It only can be used against you if you want to be in this puritanical, prudish box as if you aren't an adult person whose sex isn't illegal. The only way that sex is bad is if we create moral rules that it's bad and then moral differences between men and women. Men can go sleep with whoever they want, just like how you said. Like, why was it really such a big deal that they slept with this mousy little girl? Other than what, how it will affect their wives. But from a, from a 
political perspective or from a job perspective, people will be like, oh, good job. Yo, you really did that thing to her, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but we have to start owning it. So, of course, I'm not necessarily saying that she needs to come out with the fact that she had sex with the president. But actually, she does. That secret is stifling her, even if it's only in her own mind that she owns it. Well, so I don't I, think what that is sexual, though. It's more. It's moral to her. It, I don't think it has anything to do okay, with with, okay. with her being, okay. you know, asserting her power as a woman and, and being comfortable with her body and and, and having the ability to just sleep okay. with somebody. I think her problem is because he's married. It's that that he belongs technically to someone else, and she feels bad about okay. wanting that. And okay, being I agree a, with you, but this the thing the is, problem. and I have to bring it down this way, and I'm, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but there's a um, a reggae song, and basically the premise of the line is, if a man, what's if a gal men are on you down, gal enough for your fault, take him, take him. So basically what it means is, <laughs> if, a, if a girl's man is coming for you, and you're not doing anything, and he's coming for you, and you think, okay, I'm cute, all right, cool, we're going to do this. It's not your fault. He came for you because you can't take anyone's anything. Even within the guise of, of a sanctimonious marriage, if someone comes for you, I am actually not in a, in a contractual relationship. You guys are. So you coming over here to me, I don't have a contract with either one of you saying that I won't sleep with you. You guys have a relationship. I actually didn't do anything wrong. Fitz did. The fact that we actually call women, because we never call men, the fact that we call women homewreckers... <laughs> Again, we're always assigning somehow morality to women, but not to men, yet we give all the power to men. You can't have both. Mm-hmm. Right? All right. All right. So, over there. so I, let, let me say this. And I wish I had done that line better, because yeah. you can tell I'm square, yeah. so I don't rap or do any songs <laughs> or whatever, because that was weak. I apologize. Thank you. Love you. So then let, let me say this. Okay, so initially, it is Fitz's fault, but once, no timeout. They both have uh, ownership. It's one thing if you're at the club and some dude come up to you and you guys do what you do. But the fact that he that she knew that the two of them were married in a relationship, no, they're both wrong. Because well, yeah, I, well, I yeah. agree with that. You, yeah. you, it takes two to tango. Nobody gets all the blame and nobody gets nothing. As adults, you know what the blowback is going to be. And if you if you if you hurt someone and you know you're hurting them. Then you partially partially to blame. If you didn't know anything about somebody's family life and you really didn't, you really had no clue, then fine. But if you know you're taking part in an in, in act and you know somebody's getting hurt at any point, then you got to take some ownership. Being Mary Jane. Okay, that I no, but the funny thing is, I I completely agree. And don't don't get me wrong, like extramarital affairs are wrong. So I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. The difference is, it's still choking her. Like, sure. this is the thing is, though, okay, just because you do an immoral thing or just because you do a bad thing doesn't make you a bad person. That's right. That's what right. Olivia is doing and what she's searching for is she no longer thinks she wears the white hat. And the whole white hat symbolizes that she's a good person. Just because you mess up doesn't make you a bad person. You just did a bad thing. We're human beings. We're not God. <laughs> it's like she's holding herself to a standard that she doesn't hold anyone else to. Everyone else, including her clients, that's why she fixes things. She fixes them. They make a mistake. They do bad things. She fixes them, and they get to go off and they live their normal lives. Somehow she's punishing herself, and she's in this constant state of purgatory, and it's almost like at its at its genesis of what it is, you fell in love with a man, you had sex with him, and now you stopped. Is it really worth what you're doing to yourself of not thinking you're worthy of... of making decisions based on oh I'm going to choose me I'm going to own my truth but then you still go with a man 
Do, do you see how that doesn't work? It's like your problem, ironically, is you're dealing with a man, and you say, I'm going to own my truth, and I need to look at me, but then again, you take a man. And then even, ironically... This girl reads you, and you go to the bar to what? Have a random one-night stand because this girl reads you about your lack of sexual freedom? And then same thing, and even though, yes, it may or may not have been a hot scene, but again, do you see what I mean? She's ironically letting everything revolve around a man versus revolving around her and her choices. Yeah, Some people pr- are I, like that, But though. I had a problem with she reads a book, and then all of a sudden she puts on her dress and Marvin Gaye play sexual healing but but it does happen because it, it happened, happens it happened with melanie and darwin went on on the game when she when they broke up and she and she started sleeping with the dude who McCarty. was on this with her, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the hot dude the, Mackay, the Pfeiffer, not Mackay, uh, Mackay brooks, brooks yeah. yeah so do we think he's gonna be around or we think it was a one-night stand i think he may be around for a couple of my thing is it Cornelia said it and i on the same page for somebody like olivia pope one the fact that Sue, as soon as she walked in, oh, you're Olivia Pope. Like, she's in a town, she's saying people know who you are. And the fact that she used to do press for the White House, like, people know who you are. If you, like, you talk about living in D.C., you know, especially a figure like that. So if he lives in this town, I'm assuming he knows her, so she put on her little fake name, as if that's going to work. A club name. Yeah, a club name. But the thing that Cornelia said, which I completely agree with, is... You know, I don't, I don't know because I'm not a celebrity or anything. But if I was in that situation and I want to have random sex, you're not coming back to my place because I don't want you knowing where I live. That's the problem with random sex. I, I maybe because my parents made me paranoid, but I don't want you knowing where I live. Because what if something goes down or you get offended, you fall in love? I don't want to be at home and you trying to get into my apartment. I wrote down that she must have been in Delaware. She must have drove, driven to Delaware, which is a hop, skip, and a jump from D.C., and she went to the local, you know, the hot spot up there, and and she got a popping. Because she couldn't have been in Georgetown. They know you, girl. They know <laughs> She could have been in Northern Virginia. She couldn't have been in Maryland. She, they know you. So I was. I'm hoping that she was somewhere away. Or maybe, as as um as you were saying, Emil, maybe he's going to come back at some point. And I don't really think that because that actor is Brian White. Um, I don't. I mean, there was two scenes, a couple, you know, a couple words here and there, and then he had a sex. I just for an actor like Brian, I would have. Maybe there's more. But that's why I think he's coming back because yeah. he's not. You could get. I'm not. Oh gosh, I don't want to diss actors. But you you can get an actor who's attractive, but he's not as well known. Mm-hmm. And Brian White, somebody we've all seen around the circuit for years. So I don't think they would just bring somebody of that level to just come on, do a quick sex scene. And then but this. you never know. I mean, a show like Scandal, if you know, if you offered it, yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah it's true. true. Well, let us know. You know what? You out there, gladiators, I, we want to hear what you think. What is your prediction? Do we think that Russell will be coming back, or do you think it was just a one night stand? Make sure to hashtag ABTV Scandal if that's his real name. Um, so before we get to the final, Melly Lizzie Bear. Uh, Jake and Fitz are now in cahoots tracking Liv to find out her. Why are you asking Jake to check on your girl when you asked him to do that the first time and then they fell in love, they was knocking boots, and then they went off in Kumbaya Islands and you almost <laughs> killed yourself. But they're both have it's it kind of it's just it's stupid. Like you, you there's not there's not any other homeboy that I'm you gonna can take get it back. To do that. I'm gonna take it back to what we were talking about on the Empire panel just a couple hours ago. We talked about how Boo Boo Kitty is now aligned with this whole trio, but Everybody can't get it, so they're lining up right now. But in the end, they both can't have her. So what? Why are they teaming up? Because that's how they are. Certain people are just like that. Like 
they have this competition. I want her and she loves me and then this, but come in an office let's have a cocktail and we can talk about it and then we but we don't want her with nobody else it's, it's very territorial um like like cyrus put it put it good a locker room talk they're in the locker room sure. slapping uh towels it's it's a, it's a, it seems like just and a it, masculine thing that they want to do. And it goes back to what Rowan was saying, that no matter what, they're the same. It's the good old boys. boys. Mm-hmm. And it's the good old boys literally sitting in the Oval Office, drinking scotch, talking about you, while you are alone in your house, suffering by yourself. Real talk? Can't need to bring it. I miss Rowan just a little bit. I want him back. Um, so finally, Melly announces through Fitz that she's running for a Senate in Virginia. How do we feel? So what who cares? It really is. That's like, it's, and then. And also too, I need them to change her style. You, you can't have her announce it in the same, like, Pollyanna curls that she's been wearing. Does it make Switch sense? Like, just even look at the difference between her aesthetics and, and Lizzie Bear's aesthetics. Even if just for once they just changed Melly's style, even took her out of a dress, something, and, and either one can be conservative and powerful and so forth and so on. It just need, means whatever she was before, she has to change. Yeah, you so can't wear the can, June Cleaver sweater. Right, so that we can see her differently. I can't, I can't have it. And I really am starting to think, like, she's delusional. Yeah. Like, she's downright delusional. Even in the fact that you were surprised that this woman came to you and figured this out, like... You, you forget you're in D.C. And, like, this is literally what people do all day, every day, is they strategize on this type of stuff. And someone who actually was in your inner circle comes to you and you're surprised? Melly is wearing this. I, I, they have to be keeping her this way so she can get whooped on. If she adjusts and changes her style, then that will give the perception that she has a possibility to win and she knows she has the possibility to win and has to do what she has to do to win. Melly needs to keep doing what she's doing so she can get whooped on and have this humble pie because I'm not going to to think I just don't I just don't I don't think Melly Melly needs to be shown that she has to change and she needs to get her butt whooped to, to, to feel it. She can't, I don't want her to breeze through, you know, I don't want her to adjust. Yeah. I want mm. her to stay the same. I want her to keep wearing these little sweater, sweater sets and, and doing this so she can finally see, dang, maybe I don't got what it takes. I need to step it up. Cause sometimes you need to be smacked on the, on the nose. I just know she got some white ass tea. Crest white strips. <laughs> like, Seriously, you're late. Can we get her on a Crest commercial for real, though? I could <laughs> see her on there, though, there though for real. Really okay, well, since you're putting people on blast, oh um, why God. don't you stand up and show everybody your new outfit? I am not standing up on camera right now. I'll put the no, picture on Instagram. <laughs> I saw the picture. And on Twitter and Facebook. Basically, my mesh. I'm wearing a mesh shirt underneath, and they took a picture earlier after we wrapped. You'll see it on Instagram. Anyway. No, no, no. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Y'all like, are It's mesh. not a six-pack. It's like an eight-pack. I had to be like, damn. I cannot with y'all right now. <laughs> but I saw y'all on YouTube. I saw it because I said last week I was like, Melly's capable. I never went into details how she was capable. And y'all came for me. <laughs> they came. <laughs> like, I was going down like, oh, you're right. Like, you're right. So I don't know. I want to see what's going to happen with Melly because so far I'm not seeing her. And But what do you think about Lizzie coming on for the campaign? 
It makes perfect sense. Lizzie needs to get back in. Lizzie, just like she said, she's tired of being Cyrus's. You know what? She that's not and because this is the difference is because mm-hmm. Lizzie isn't Melly. Does that make sense? Lizzie obviously has always been her own person and yeah. actually hasn't relied on someone else as part of a couple dynamic to get ahead. True. So technically, what has happened is she has now is now in a relationship with Cyrus. That's not normal or organic to her. So she chooses who she partners with, and she sees something in Melly that is a possibility. And I see something in Melly that's a possibility because when she did the whole that cliff diving or the cliff jumping thing, that was the Melly that potentially could be president, regardless of what she's wearing. We're not seeing it, You're right. so it doesn't make sense. But she, it's there. It's it's there, but we're not seeing it. All right. Well, let us know what you think. But it's that time of the show, Cornelius Cole piece of the week. I'm going to make this quick, guys. Cold piece of the week for Scandal Season 4, Episode 16 has to go to Huck. He killed somebody right there. We, like, Huck is a murdering machine. He sliced that girl's neck like Grandma's pound cake. He hit. He cut her down like the family reunion. Watermelon. And we didn't even expect it. We did not expect it. He pulled the knife. We're, like, it wasn't even a, a legit knife. It was like one of those little knives on the infomercial where they show you cutting a tomato, and then he's oh like, it comes and it's flexible, they can cut the tomato, and you can cut this. It was one of those. And for that alone, I'm going to have to give her cold piece of the week, and I have a cold piece set of the week, and it goes to Emil's abs. <laughs> Emil's abs get cold piece set of the week. Like Sophia said, Emil doesn't have a six-pack. Going off, he don't even have an eight pack. Emil had twelve abs. I cannot. It was like bloop, 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 bloop. you know how you going out of your apartment <laughs> complex and it got the little speed bump. Emil has speed bumps on his stomach. Oh my god! So I for that, know. I'm giving Emil's abs cold pset of the week. Listen, let us know what you think online. <laughs> Hashtag ABTV scandal. Cold piece of the week. All right, guys. Do you have any predictions? <laughs> I have no predictions. <laughs> we'll keep watching. We'll be here every week. Where can we find you guys on social media? You can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. All social media at Sophia Stanley. <laughs> all social media at Cornelia. At Emil and his junior, bestend.social, and uh, Chasing LA on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another Scandal. We'll see you next week for the big wedding. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.